Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You have your host, Ryan McCarthy. And today we are joined by the kingmaker, Carlo. Carlo has over 15 years experience helping over a thousand people become the absolute best version of themselves. Carlo is the founder of the King Energy Method, which helps men step into the best version of themselves and to reach their potential. He also has the Queen Self Method, which helps women become the best version of themselves and to reach their potential. He's also been helping business owners and athletes win. And within today's episode, Carlo breaks down the King Energy Method and the Queen Self Method. He also talks about how he helps business owners win and athletes win and all comes down to mindset emotional regulation also comes down to discipline motivation non-negotiables how you have to show up for yourself and also just talks about so much around his own life his own experiences and how he has also implemented all these things into his own life that really helped him win in other news if you could please leave this podcast a rating it would mean so much in terms of helping this podcast grow and reaching a larger audience if you could please leave a follow a subscribe as well or even share it on your stories of a friend or a family member it means so much but without further ado let's welcome carlo thank you Welcome, Carlo. How are you, man? Ryan, thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Um, seeing the work that you do and seeing the vision and the mission that you're on has really made me keen to understand like the why behind what you do because you're so passionate, you're so driven. You helped so many people over a 15-year period, which there must be a big why behind that for, to stay consistent for that long and to stay dedicated. So to start this poly, I just want to understand like why behind the mission and why behind the purpose for you. Mm. It's a it's probably a two or three-way answer to this. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I started coaching in the first place is I was saying off camera before, I uh, I grew up in Italy. I moved to Melbourne when I was 14. But growing up, I know what it was like to be the kid that was P-class for the football team or the, you know, P-class. I know what it was like to be uh, without a real father figure with a strong connection. I know what it was like to to lack confidence and to be insecure, to, to feel body conscious, to be overweight when everyone else was fit, running fast. And, and so... Part of my why is I want to help people become the greatest version of themselves and to be to be the ultimate, most valuable, highest quality version of themselves because so many people grow up with similar stories. Everyone relates to that. And so that's one of the reasons. I want to ideally I like to go back and help the person that I was and to help them rise. The second part of what I do is and probably around the money stuff that I'm so passionate about now is because I know what it's like to be passionate about what you do, to feel called to what you do, to have the emotional reward from the work that you do, but struggle financially. Yeah. I went 10 years working at for $3.62 an hour. 
because I, I believe that I was called to do something and I was called to do the work and I just am stubborn. Uh, I don't give up. I don't know how to give up and I, I crawl through, you know, seasons if I have to just to hold on to get to the end of it. So that's a, part, a second part of the why yeah. uh, because there's so many people that love what they do and they're passionate that um, struggle financially and I, and I really love transforming that help them to transform that part of their life the third reason of my why is as i mentioned i growing up with in a in a household of three women uh my mom my grandma my auntie my my dad was not my biological dad came into my life when i was give or take seven or eight um he he was my dad like he was my dad dad right and he, we, we had this rocky relationship where um, because of the things that he took from his past and my journey and two stubborn people, yeah. um, we struggled with our relationship, with communication. And just as our, our relationship was starting to get good, we had just got pregnant with our eldest daughter, um, he passed away. And I was 25 and I, I don't have many regrets but probably the biggest regret that I have is that that relationship wasn't strong. So the reason why that's my why is because I know what it's like to see a man not be everything that he can be. And I said this with love because I love my dad. Um, and I don't want people to not live their fullest life because of insecurity, of a lack of confidence, of any of that internal stuff. And so for me to create kings and queens is really to create that ultimate version of, of a person so that they can be 10 out of 10 in every part of life because it's it's one thing to be a 10 out of 10 in fitness, but then your relationship be shit. It's one thing to be 10 out of 10 in business, but you being overweight, not showing up for your family yeah. and vice versa. I really believe that we've got to be 10 out of 10 people men and women across the board in every part of life. And so that's what I genuinely feel called to do. Um, and that's what brings us here today. Epic, man. Well, there's a lot of things I want to break down from that. But the first one is like having the ability to turn your experiences from like a negative belief attached to them or negative emotion instead using it as a gift to give back and use that as like wisdom to share with other people I find really empowering because a lot of us and nearly all of us have got a story and something we've been through you can rather sit in it and let that overcome and overassume your whole life or you can use it as a gift and then help and give back to other people which it seems very evident in what you're doing you know you're using all of these things and I'm sure there's a lot more to the story you haven't shared but the things you did share like all these experiences you haven't held on to them till today and use that to be in like a victim mindset and to be angry at the world. Instead, you've used it in a sense where it's like you understand that people have beliefs, people have past emotions, but you know that those things can be shifted. So why should people sit in those certain beliefs when you know that they can be shifted and they can change their perspective on life and they can change their situation? Now, now that you've got the tools, it's empowering that you can actually give that to people and show them the path. 100%. Mm. Everyone, everyone's gone through something, and there's the reason. You know, everyone says, "Oh, every, everything happens for a reason." Possibly, I I truly believe that we're we're all here for a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. 
It's not, oh, I don't know what my purpose is or maybe I don't have a purpose. No, it's there. And the way that I found my purpose was through my walk, was through my journey, was through... Because I was looking out when I was... I was 18, just finished VC in Victoria. We travelled back for the first time to Italy after five years. And how it all unfolded for me um, was I was watching... It was the last training before... The Christmas break, so it was cold Europe, mm. cold Christmas, um, and it was the last training session before the Christmas break. And what happened was, I was at the at the uh, at the fence watching the kids play in a non creepy way, and a light bulb moment kind of went off for me. And what I realized was like, oh my god, like this is what I'm meant to be doing. And so looking back through your journey and the things that you've struggled with and were something for you then if you don't know what your purpose is right now or maybe you're looking for that answer, that's the first spot to look for it, mm. right? Um, because in there, that will be something that really connects deeply. And as you as you do that, I find that's the there's something magical around fulfillment around that as well. Because if, man, if, if you help someone that has been through what you've been through and you help the person that was in that walk, there is nothing as fulfilling as, as being able to help that because in a way it's coming full circle, mm-hmm. right? It's you're being the person that you needed. Yeah. And if you can then monetize it and do that at scale, yeah. then I think you've hit jackpot yeah. in my book. Mm, I agree. I relate with that a lot because it relates a lot to like my transition to sitting in this shit and getting over it and then inspiring myself to help mm-hmm. others. Because it started with me, like, I was struggling with mental, um, like, mental health stuff. And then I created the page, which is now One Talk, but the time was called Mental Health Experience. So what I wanted to do was just take people along the journey of me and what's working for me and helping yeah. people um, overcome the same mm-hmm. things that I'm overcoming. Mm-hmm. And then from then it's turned to what it is now. But the empowering thing about that was just serving something bigger than myself. Mm. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So on a point that you were touching before, I knew I was missing something with that answer, is... There's a choice that people need to make, right? And the choice is the stuff that has happened, has it happened to me or has it happened for me? Mm. Because if it happens for me, it's a gift, Mm. right? If I get a punch in the face, but it's happening for me, it's a gift. What do I need to learn from that? If I'm a boxer and I'm getting punched in the face, you can look at it and say, hey, it's happened to me, right? But also you can also look at it and say, hey, it's happened for me. Why? Now I start to find evidence as to why it's happened for me. If it's happened for me because it's taught me, hey, get your block up, don't let your guard down, all those things, then all of a sudden for the next big fight, you'll remember that and you take that gift. With our journey, with the things that we go through, you take all your power back, right? So many people go through, and this is why I'm so passionate about this king identity, king self that, that I talk about, right? It's it's about actually stepping out and it's easy to stay in that victim mindset, in that victim energy, weak energy. I call it, there's two things that I talk about. There's a, there's a king self and there's a little bitch self, yeah. right? So, and I say bitch in a facetious way, but I hope that explains the difference really well, right? Because the king self is that version of you that goes through life grows through life and is able to take the the things that are happening 
to his or her advantage, right? Whereas the, the little bitch self is looking for any opportunity to say, oh, that's happened to me. That's why I'm not winning. That's why I, I can't. That's why that person is so much better than me because of this. So if we can cut out of that and we use the for me mindset and you go, well, all of this has happened for me. How, in, in what way? How can I use it? How can it benefit me? Mm-hmm. If someone gives you a gift, it's for you, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden, if it's a gift, it's something that you accept and you embrace so much easier. So again, hopefully that answers that that question in a bit of a roundabout way especially the boxing analogy that's like the perfect way to like envision the saying like it's happening for you Mm. that's like all right now know what i need to do next time to avoid the punches to get out of the pockets etc etc that's such a cool way to look at it so people can actually see what that means because i think Mm. a lot of people have heard this saying but some people they find it very hard to grasp Mm. the idea of it because it's like well this happened to me shouldn't happen to me It's like, right, well, why could have happened for you? So what can that serve in the future for you? And it's always easy when it's an analogy about boxing when, you know, you're a stay-at-home mum or you're a dad with two kids in sales and you're like, I never boxed in my life, right? But if you apply and take a moment to apply it into your life, what is the thing that pisses you off the most right now? What's the thing that you just freaking hate, right? Um, And look at it, ask the question, well, I heard this guy on a podcast talk once and he said, for me, it's happening for me. Why? Maybe start to explore that and look into it and it will reveal answers if you're looking for it. I think if anyone is looking for answers, they, they will reveal themselves. Yeah, and I love the concept around the bitch self because like, I feel like we all have that to a deep meaning and we just it just depends on whether we choose to listen to it or not. Mm. Like an example would be going to the gym and you're like, fuck, I might just leave early. Yeah. That's a little bitch self-talk and try to get you home and get you out of it and looking for comfort. Correct. But instead, you've got to bring in your king minds and like, no, we're finishing this yeah. whether I like it or not. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I mean, it's the reason why fitness, the gym, and I know you, you're in the gym every day, it's... It's a powerful place where, and, and I talk about this all the time to people that I work with and anyone that will listen, that it's not actually about the gym. It's not about the thing. And you know that. Yeah. The way you nodded, you know. Because when you go to the gym, it's not, and I used to be the guy that would go, oh, look at that guy with a six-pack. Like, what a jerk. It's just a gym junkie, whatever, right? It was just my insecurity that was showing up. It was the shit that I had around myself at the time that would show up, right? Um, but when you... When you go to the gym, you're actually not there for the gym. You're there for for you. You're there to create a new identity. You're there to step through and to go through all the all the insecurity for some people, but the laziness, all the characteristics that are actually holding you back day to day from achieving your goals. So it's not about the gym. It's not about running. It's not about um, you know even growing a business. Sometimes it's not about that, the tasks. It's not even about, you know, when you walk past the, the kitchen sink and there's dishes. It's not about doing the dishes. What it actually is about, it's about you becoming the higher quality version of yourself that says, hey, oh, I don't want to do those fucking dishes every day. Yeah. That, okay, now because I know that, I know that I want to avoid it, I'm going to step in and do it, mm. right? That last rep, oh, I just, I mean, this morning, I, I hate burpees. Okay, I publicly declare that I hate burpees. I never thought I could do more than 10 burpees in a row. I've challenged myself to do uh, 140 burpees at least a day, yeah. right? I can't even believe I'm saying that. But the reason why I'm doing it, it's not for the burpees, it's for me because I don't want anything to have power 
over me that says, hey, you're a little bitch, you can't do this, I have power over you, mm. right? Because how can I then live out my purpose, which is my highest value, if that little thing is too, too hard for me? Yeah. Right? And so the consistency, the doing it every day, stepping into doing those things, and then we all know it. We all have them, right? Whether it's dishes in the sink, which I think it's a, it's a brilliant example because everyone has it, right? For me, it's, it's the rubbish, Right, I want to get there before my wife says, "Hey, take the rubbish out." Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I want to. Yeah. I want to be like, if if there's something I don't want to do, I'm like, I have to do that now. I I am binded by my conscience that I know that if I don't master it, if I don't own it, if I don't metaphorically kill that thing, mm-hmm. then it, it's going to somehow have power over me, yeah. and then I'm not going to be able to achieve my highest value. Yeah, the reason like I was laughing for you saying that's because it's so reliable to me and like the way I operate. Uh, mentally like it, I was, my brother-in-law was over last night and he was talking to me about because he just signed to the gym he's just going and he went to the sauna for the first ever time with me and there was about three or three and a half minutes left on the sauna and like we weren't cooking in there eh? and I was like you Literally. know what we're gonna crank this up even harder for the last three minutes I was yeah. like it's hard now let's make it harder yeah. so I whacked all the stones on and he was talking about it last night he's like if anything gets hard for some reason you want to go harder yeah. I'm like so I have to because I have this like belief deep down within me that's trying to convince me not to do it mm. i'm like no i've got to prove to myself that i can push myself to yeah. a limit obviously it has to be within reason you know yes. can't, you can't ban yourself out but sure. you, i think you just innately know when you can go a little bit harder mm. when you can push it a little bit more when you can do that more mm. because any like there's so many examples i could give but i have moments where i have that little thing where it's like all right this is hard or how can i make it a bit harder yeah. for myself so two things from that. Obviously, if anyone is listening, do sauna safely. Yeah. But when you, when you touch about the, the point of burnout, it, to me, there's this thing that we, we actually don't know how much we can actually take and how much we can actually do, yeah. right? So obviously, do sauna safely. But let's use that for an example. Some, a lot of the time, we actually, because we don't know the level that we can actually get to, we stop so much so much sooner, so much earlier, simply because the the little bitch self comes up and it starts giving you all the all the stories, all the deep line beliefs, all the internal shit that is actually the reason why you're not getting the results that you want in life. Mm. Right. So the important thing around this is two things. One is actually pushing to see where your limits actually are. Because yeah. most people will never know. I don't even know. Yeah. Right. Number two is that unless you get to the point where your ego is completely at the door and you're exhausted and you're vulnerable and your little bitch comes up and it's so loud and you want to believe it because it's so believable and it's truth, right? And I say that in inverted commas, it seems like truth to you, but it's not and it's actually all the deep lying stuff that you have. Until you get to the moment where you are there where you're in the deepest dungeon room, darkest, coldest room of your subconscious mind. I know you're bigger around the subconscious. Then you will never actually have full clarity around who you are, what actually holds you back and almost like the answers to what you need to do to succeed. Mm. And you get to that point, you reach that level. can be through fitness. I mean, fitness is great because it's a, involves your body and as soon as you get tired in your body you become vulnerable you become uh almost like mentally weak as well that's why we want to be physically conditioned and physically strong so that mentally we can have more endurance 
But in those moments, you really find out about who you are deep down. And the reason for that is because your ego is out the door. Yeah. It's because the, all, the, all the trying, all the masquerade, all the you know, effort is out the door. There's no hard in it. That, that, well, that's right, right? So there's, it's your face, you and you. That's why I'm a massive believer in, in doing things like that to go beyond. Um, for me right now, it's trying to do a minimum 100 burpees a, a day. I've, I can't just do that, so I have to do one more every day, which is probably my ego getting in the way, but whatever, we're doing it. So we're up to 146 today. Tomorrow will be 147. Um, check back in in a year, see how many I have to do a day. Yeah. But um, I think that's huge. If, if you're a high performer, if you're someone that – and again, I speak to people, I'm trying to speak to people that are passionate about what they're doing, they're called to do it because then it hits different. Yeah. Now now there's something bigger at play, right? Now what you've been given, if you really understand what passion is, it comes from, from um, it's related to the word desire, right? Now the word desire comes from the Latin of the father, right? So whether you're a spiritual person or not, um, whatever that you know, spirituality is, religion, whatever. The Latin word literally translates to of the Father, meaning that it's been given to you. It is someone else's that has been given to you, whether you believe in a, in a God or a spirit, whatever it might be, like a rabbit, whatever you choose to believe. It's been given to you. And whatever you believe in has given it to you, then it's not yours. Yeah. You're a vessel. Now, you, you have the responsibility of being who you need to be in order for that to come true. Mm-hmm. And who you need to be in order for that to come true is your greatest self. It's it's your king self. It's your queen self. It's that strong kind of bit of bitch energy about you, right? That strong energy that is like, hey, I've got something so important that's been given to me. I have to. I have a duty to it. I've got, I want to touch on the king self, but I've got one question before we move yeah. on to that bit. Talking about what you're talking talked about before is the communication aspect, and I think mm. they might relate to each other to how you use this communication tool. So the first part of it is that when you struggle with the communication with your father mm. when he came back into the life, then also push forward into the now when that little bitch self yourself comes up and then you have to communicate with that. Mm. Like how have you adopted communication skills to overcome those certain beliefs or thoughts that come up so you can make sure you connect to the king self? Mm. It's a really good question. I like it. Um, okay, let's let's do it this way. There's a couple of things. First of all, I truly believe, especially if f- this is for men, but I think it relates to women as well. Communication is hard. Relationships are hard. And they're hard because... I mean, as men, we struggle to communicate. We bottle things in. But also, when you are in your little bit self all the time and you are comfortable, you're soft, you you do things that are weak and you just give in to comfort all the time, it has to relate and translate to the important things too. It's important, right? Because you might say, okay, I'm a, I'm a dad and I'm overweight. Well, straight away, I know you're a sloppy dad. You're a sloppy in your work, in your business. I don't trust you. Mm. People people get upset when I say, I don't trust people that are overweight. Mm. And it's not because I'm a jerk. Okay, I'll relate back to, to, to the question. Because if you're overweight with your body, that tells me you've got a standard. It tells me that you choose comfort over 
the right thing, the hard thing. And raising kids is hard. You said you, you want to become a that's a goal. Yeah. Awesome, right? Uh, but to be a good husband, a good boyfriend, good fiance, a good business owner, a good boss, um, a good coach, it's hard, mm-hmm. right? And your little bitch self doesn't want any of it. Your little bitch self wants just sit on the couch, put on Netflix, eat chips and do that. Yeah. So when we relate about to communication, if already the standards in our life in different areas are at a certain level, you're not going to have the communication. You're not actually going to communicate and say what you mean and mean what you say because it's hard to actually communicate and be direct and actually say, hey, this, this, and this. I don't like it. No, we're not doing that. That's And and obviously there's different facets. We can talk about communication all the time or all day. Um, But it comes down to the fact that it's going to be hard and if we have a pattern and if we're used to avoiding hard things, we're going to avoid that. The, the problem is that everything has a consequence. Mm-hmm. So if I avoid doing that hard communication, then I'm telling you, I regret the relationship that I have with my dad. Obviously, I'm very grateful. It's taught me so much because it's happened for me, right? How? Because now every time I look at my son, it's, 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 it's different. I, I, I don't want that to happen again. Right, so I need, I need to be. That's right. I, I need to be that change. Mm-hmm. I am that change, right? And so I'm taking the learning from that, those gifts that my dad's given me, and I'm and I'm saying, hey, I'm gonna raise the greatest fucking man that I can, right? Both in myself because I can't give my son what I don't have. So I need to be that first. I can't make kings if if I don't have that to give. Does that make sense? Why it's so important? And it's why the coaching industry is so frustrating, right? It makes me angry because there's people that preach without actually being. You turn the camera off, and they're not that. It's just stop. Like it's it's fraudulent. Stop yeah. it. Live the life, but it's hard, yeah. right? And we have to do it every single day. So, I w- looking back, I wish that I had the courage to. To, to speak more, to actually be more vulnerable and say, hey, this is how I feel. This is what I need. Um, but at the same time, obviously, the, in any relationship, it's two people that in ideally, th- in theory, in a perfect world, are two complete, full, greatest versions of themselves coming together, right, to the benefit of that, of each other, right? Um, obviously, parent-son relationship is, is slightly different, but again, puts the emphasis on the mum and the dad to be the greatest version of themselves so the kids can become the greatest version of themselves at a different standard. Now think about what that could look like. If I mean, you, one day you're going to have a son. Your standard is here. I don't know your parents. Bless them, love them. But maybe you're a completely different standard to your parents, right? Now you're going to bring a son up and the son's job is to overpass you, yep. is to overtake you, to go to a different level. Right now, think about it. You, you're a nine out of ten quality person. This guy, this girl is going to come in, and she's going to go thirteen, fifteen, sixteen, eighteen out of ten. Wow! Like now we're making the world a better place through individual, through making the individuals a better place, uh, a better person. So, and I mean that talks around lead. That's all about leadership. It's all about obviously personal development. It's it's so much involved in that. And I don't even know the second part of your question. 
anymore because it just took this long-winded answer. I think it made sense. So the, the question was just mainly like how do you communicate? And now how to communicate. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, so, how, so here's the thing. I realized that in order for, for me to get the most out of myself and the most out of my clients, the one thing that I had to develop is or was love at a higher level. Let me explain it. It's in order, in order to really help someone become the greatest version of themselves, we need to give them accountability and love. It's, it's love and care. I, one of my second core value that I have, and I teach all my team, I say first session, first meeting I have with them, I say, listen, here's the one thing you're going to do. You're going to care for people at a level that they've never experienced before. And if we get fired for loving people at a higher level, be so be it. Let's get fired for that. I'm willing to lose all my clients for loving them and telling them the truth and telling them what they need to hear. They're going to hate me in the moment. If they want to fire me, they can fire me. But I have a duty because I'm so led by what I'm called to do that I have to do that. Now, in order to do that for them, I need to do that to me. Yeah. And the thing is, for me, I I never had that strong. It's not true. I did have it, but I pushed back at it as a kid because I was just insecure, fearful, and I probably didn't have the the things that I needed in the in the way that I needed. But that's that's a different story. So with me, I there's something that I call and I part of the Kingmaker Protocol. Something that we call the rampage. Yeah. Okay. Now. A rampage is a five to 15 minute exercise, happens every day, right? Where you go complete savage on yourself. I love it. Right? Now, people will say, oh, Carlo, it's about self love. It is about self love. Mm. But the thing is, self love isn't just manicures and pedicures, mm. right? Self love is actually telling yourself the absolute truth, mm-hmm. right? To actually be who you need to be for yourself, right? Because Part of your journey to achieve the goals and to become everything you can be, you need to you need to know the fucking truth yeah. about yourself. And we bullshit ourselves because we listen to the bitch self all the time, right? And so this is this is where people get triggered, right? This is where people get uncomfortable because I'm talking like high level, full intense, savage masculine, where you literally, you know, so when I do it for me, right? And by the way, there's a balance to this. So we're not staying in this all the time, but there is a need for it. Where, like, it's, comp- I mean, Ryan, like, complete savage, like, swearing, like, like screaming, whatever it might need to be, mm. right? To get to the point where I'm like, man, stop, stop lying to yourself. Mm. Why are you believing this, this, this belief? Why do you, you walk around bummed out all day? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Right, and so you need to you need to be like whether you be your own David Goggins, whether you're your own you know Marine kind of you, you get the picture right, or that warrior, or that PT that just like is super aggressive. That is lost mm-hmm. in men and women today. Agreed, and, and so many men and women, and I can I put my hand up. I was guilty of this. I was soft. I was weak. I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And until you start to do that and you have someone in your life that does that, again, not all the time because that's not the point, yeah. right? Because 
It's about getting you to a level where you're showing up, when you're actually being your greatest self. Majority of people don't know what that looks like. We stop at 60 burpees and we think that's it. That's all I can do. That's enough. That's enough, yeah. right? No way. No way, right? Um, but it's enough around money. It's enough around the business actions, around, you know, enough around the house. It's about standards. Mm-hmm. Who do we want to be? And I know you, on this show you've had people talk about identity and all that stuff. But what m- most people struggle with is keeping that consistent. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love to do. And again, people hate me for it. I'm okay with that. Literally, I get to a point where I'm like, that's cool. You know what? Universe, God, whatever I believe in. Hey, this is you. This is yours. I'm here because I know, I know that I know that I know that I'm called to do this. So if this person is meant to leave, it's meant to leave. Yeah. But then that also opens up something powerful with the, when the people that start to hear you and see you, now it's about energy. Mm. Now it's like, holy shit, I've been looking for this. Yeah. Right? And that's where... That's where it becomes really, really powerful, especially if you have a business, a personal brand, where you start to be in complete abundance and trust. It's like, it comes back down to the same, like all that was well said and well detailed. And because it comes down to like, you got to do what's right and not what's easy, mm. essentially, because the whole savage masculine mindset thing you talked about there, I feel like I want to hear your perspective on it too. If we don't express that in a sense where it's going to add value mm. to our life, it's then going to internalize and then we're probably going to use that energy to rather hate ourselves or to push that hate into other people. Man, 100%. So, so, now, so now we're touching on repressed emotions and, and never actually letting shit out, mm. right? Uh, I want to say this. It's a balance. Mm. It's about the yin and the yang. Now, a lot of people might, for example, I'm just going to use me for an example for a second. A lot of people, because I, I, I hear this all the time, they, they see the word kingmaker and they think, oh, just for men. Or he's just, you know, aggressive, arrogant, strong masculine. It's not for me. But then when you actually stop judging the book by, this, by the cover and you actually look deep, you will see and ask my clients, right? They'll say, he's the most integrated feminine and integrated masculine. Now think about the importance for that in, in your life. And you think, man, what if I could be the integrated masculine? I could be when I needed to. I could just be fucking savage and I could be so hard. I could be, um, you know, there's a specific C word that I want to use. I don't know how we're comfortable. But and again, I say that facetiously because you need to have a little bit of that in order to, 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 to get the most out of yourself, but also to, to achieve your potential. There's got to be a component of that. But then there's got to be a component as well where you've got the integrated feminine, right, where – you're able to understand and in here you can't be just tell me why you're feeling like that you piece of shit like no it's like what are you going through tell me okay and you open up that space because then when you're able to do the integrated masculine integrated feminine now you're complete yeah and when you're complete you're powerful you're dangerous right because you can relate to someone in this level you can help someone that is mostly in their feminine step into the masculine because you are that you are the yin and the yang. It's about duality. You, you are the sun, you are the moon. You are up and you're down. It's not about one or the other. And the reason why people are often all in their feminine is because they're scared of the opposite. Yeah. They're scared of if I'm a woman and I go and do some, you know, do some weightlifting, oh, I'm just going to become a butch. No, yeah. you're not. 
but you're scared of that. And so because of that fear, then your health takes a hit, mm. right? And, and if I'm a man, I just got to be, you know, in my masculine all the time. I can't let go. And I just got to be this all the time. No way. Because then with your, with your daughter, who's two and a half, what, you're going to be strong, masculine with her? Good luck, right? You've got to be, got to be able to go down and, and play Barbies with her, right? Although I struggle with that as well, right? But you can be, and that's what the king is. The king is everything and nothing. It's who you need to be you know, in the moment that you're called to do. It's the highest quality version of you. In every area of life makes sense because we have so many different versions of ourselves that show mm. up in different areas of life i want to ask like how do you integrate the feminine into your day-to-day life because mm. like for me for an example one example would be that i use my feminine for rest and recovery from yep. the gym because if i'm just masculine all the time go 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 i'm never going to rest 100%. and recover and become actually stronger yeah which is the actual goal yeah um so like how do you integrate it into your life I'm I'm huge around energy and spirituality. So I love what you said. I think it's perfect, right? And it makes complete sense and serves you. The other way that I use it is around I in my protocol, I take my clients through multiple visualization and meditations every day. And manifestation is feminine, right? It's about allowing. It's about letting go, allowing, trusting. Trust it's it's very feminine, right? Um Whereas when I'm doing 146 push-ups a day, mm. right, and I'm down on the floor and I'm, you know, 123 and a and little bitch voice comes up, no feminine. Yeah. Complete, like you go to the gym, you do resistance training, right, weights. You've got a 100-kilo barbell on your back doing squats, no feminine, yeah. right, <laughs> full masculine. But when, when you are allowing things to come to you, when you're visualizing, when you're meditating, when you're seeing your goals – then you are in 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 your feminine. That's when you're allowed. That's when you trust. And again, we go back to what we were saying before. There's got to be both. Yeah. Most people haven't mastered both. And you're right. There are multiple versions of us. Right. There is there is the you know the lazy on the couch. But that's got to be disciplined yeah. because if the lazy on the couch keeps you on the couch too much and it's too strong, then your goals and your purpose and things actually matter to you deep down then they're not going to achieve, be achieved. The one way that I've got to explain that is if we look at identities like um, labels, right? For example, that one talk hoodie that you've got on, um, can you try and take the uh, can you try and take the stitching off? Take the one talk off. Just take no. it off. Take it off from that. No. Why? Why? Why is that impossible? Because it's ingrained into it. It's embroidered. So everyone that can't see that, it's he's got an embroidered OT one talk hoodie on, right? Now that because it's embroidered on you, you can't take it off. Yeah. Right? Now, imagine that was identity of this works really easy for mums, right? Because they've got mum embroidered on themselves all the time. Yeah. Right. For guys, it's business owner all the time. Embroidered in. Now Try and take that off when it's time to relax. Mums, try and take your, your mum embroidered kind of thing off when it's time to go to get a massage. Yeah. They all go get a massage, think about the kids. Why? Because it's embroidered on. Mm-hmm. Another way to say it, it's almost like super glued, yeah. right? So instead of having a super glued on that i got to be masculine all the time, i got to be feminine all the time, i got to be this all the time. No, Velcro it, mm. right? Now, if it's Velcroed on, what can you do? You can unvelcro it. And then put another one on that serves you in the moment. But what does that require? 
that require that requires being aware, yeah. being present. It requires mental and emotional discipline mm. to actually say, you know what, no, I'm not doing this. There's this emotion. I'm not repressing the emotion. I'm feeling the emotion, but do I choose it for right now? Yes, no. If I was here right now, we're doing this show, and you know, I felt the emotion of just being shy and insecure. Would that help me to deliver what I'm here to do? No, wouldn't help you either. So I'm like, okay, I might feel the insecurity, but I'm, I'm just like, hey, not the time. They, I feel you, I see you, but I'm, I'm actually going to choose a different one. Yeah. I think if we develop the, and I know this for a fact, that people struggle with emotional and mental discipline, mm. right? But if people were to develop that skill for 2024, and if that was one thing that you did in 2024, develop that discipline, completely different person. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all about having the balance between the two and knowing how to step into them and having the self-awareness of when to go in between. And it was very evident in my life. If you asked me four years ago to do breath work, I'd have been like, I'm not breathing in a circle full of people. Like I had such a closed mindset to step into that side of myself because I was very much of like, just go, 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 do shit. I'm never sitting down. I'm never stopping. I'm never relaxing. I'm never doing anything to regulate emotions. Mm. Then that was very evident and why I had some consequences happen in my life. But then once I started putting in the practice to breath work, meditation, the self-care, mm. more side of things, stepping into the feminine, the visualization too, mm. we should choose, huge. Um, that's when I started to see a big evolvement throughout my life. But at mm. the start, there was so much resistance even getting into that yeah. realm or building even consistency with it. Yes. But about a couple of months into it, when I started building great consistency with it, and I started getting the results, the resist. Oh, did you want to restart that? Can I? Yeah, I, go for sorry. it. Yeah. All good. do more work <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so like that's where um the resistance was there at the start but the more i did it the more it came integrated into a habit which then was just natural to me because it was something that yes. it was like a skill you basically just learn and you can do subconsciously now yeah. where you can tap into it a lot of thing i hear about meditation with people is they say i can't meditate i'm like it's because mm. you haven't put in the practice to meditate mm. Start practicing it and you'll see it become easier. Same with visualization. Mm. Probably you you may have people come to you be like, cool, I want to get to my king self, my queen self, but I don't even know what that even looks like. Mm. Like, how do I even get there? Then you probably have like a visualization practice which helps them get to that. Mm. But without that starting point, without that resistance, you'll never have the freedom of actually enjoying or actually having the fruits of the thing itself. 100%. And it's a lot of people start to do something and then they're like, oh, I just feel... You know, I feel like an imposter. I feel um, it doesn't feel real, right? The I heard two great things that are now I I recycle to all of my clients. The first thing is that the imposter, the imposter thing, is not an imposter at all. It's just a beginner mm. moment. You're just you're just new to it. Yeah. And so if you if you go into it and you think, man, like to the gym, I'm just new to it. I'm, I'm new to this. I'm a beginner. Okay, Let, let's reset the expectation. Right. The second thing that I heard was from uh, a, um, a voice coach, uh, and what he said to me was, "It's not. It's a lot of time when people try to talk deeper. Right? They say the same thing. Like, oh, I feel, I feel fake. It's not me. It's not. Um, it's not who I am. But see, the thing is, is, the reason why it's not fake and it is still you is because the vocal that your your is a vocal box. Um, it's yours. It's a part of you." Yeah, it's a part of you, right? So again, with this with these different version of ourselves, 
they're all version of versions of ourselves. And it's about one that we rise up and we and 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 we develop more and more and takes up more space on um day-to-day life or if it's a it's a it's a sport team you know who who are the players that you're playing on your on your team all the time and if you if you're playing a version of you that isn't helping the team win take them off replace them with someone else but we get so attached to i mean we go back to comfort and we go back to just what we know and 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 what's familiar Mm. right but if we go back and actually did a I did a video the other day saying like, yeah, I get around money. Okay, this is going to be a weird connection, but people say, "Oh, I, I, this is I, I do these things around money because my mum and dad taught me," and it's the craziest thing, yeah, right? Video, yeah. Because unless your mum and dad have or are living your financial dreams, why are you listening to them around money, right? But it's what we know, mm. right? And this is why I get so passionate about parenting because. You, you're the parent that you've seen your parents be. It'll get to a point, and most parents will be able to relate to it, that eventually you're going to say, holy shit, I sound like my mom. I sound like my dad. I'm doing the little things, if you are aware, yeah. right? It's because it's what we've seen and what how we've been programmed. We get programmed by the things that we, that we hear, that we see, and that we experience. Mm-hmm. So we shape that programming. Yeah. Um, that's what becomes familiar. So... In order for us to change it, we need to have accountability. We need to have that vision. We need to have that awareness to to be able to to make that change. Mm, especially awareness as well. Like self-awareness is a skill within itself to learn. But once you understand yourself, and I think it comes down to being clear on what you mm. want in life and who you mm. want to be, then you have the self-awareness because then yes. you understand like what is serving you, what is not serving mm. you, and you're really able to observe the things that come up in your life. So I think really being able to like identify who you want to be and who you are or what your mission is yeah. really helps with the self-awareness. But the question this is leading to is because to get to who you are, who you want to be, um, let's just say the king self, like and I said before, a lot of people struggle with even identifying what that version of themselves mm. look like. What practices have you found to be helpful to even identify what your best version of yourself mm. looks like? Mm. There's actually the world's simplest thing. Okay, I want you to try it for a sec. And as long as people are not driving, they can try this as well. So this is what I want you to do. It's really simple. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And then I want you to repeat to yourself, be your greatest self. And keep repeating it. Just be your greatest self. 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 As you're doing that, I'm going to talk with you. Be your greatest self. As you're doing that, Ryan, I bet you're starting to get little hints of what your greatest self would do right now. How would he be? How would he sit up? If it's not on camera, but you're sitting up taller, you've got a different energy of like, man, big balls energy right now, right? (laughs) Big, big boss energy, just like, yeah, I'm on. Right, and all of a sudden, as you start to repeat that to yourself, you're like, "Okay, how would my greatest self be right now? How would he breathe? How would he feel? How would he sit? How would he talk? What kind of thoughts would he have?" All of those things start to pop up. So true. Like you just, you're literally instilling the belief in the very moment. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, let's play a game. Imagine, imagine you are in a conversation with your, your fiancé, with your wife, with your husband, whatever it might be. And you start and go, be your greatest self, be your greatest self. All of a sudden, do you get frustrated at the little shit again? Yeah. You probably don't. Do you communicate a little bit better? Do you lead a little bit better? Do you provide a bit more? Do you create that space? Do you step into that greatest version of you, mm. right? What about if you're going for a rep at the gym, right? You're going for a personal record mm. and you're under the, you know, the, the squat bar and, and you're like, be your greatest self. All your greatest self gets the record. Yeah. Your greatest self gets through whatever hard conversation. It gets through the sales call. It gets through the moment. It gets through the hard, the, the hard breath work session. It does the meditation. Why? Because the greatest self is a complete version of you that can and will and does. Mm. And it's you connecting with that and embodying it and stepping into it. Mm. That's just one of the many things that we do. But how quick was that? Yeah. That was instantaneous. Instant, yeah. instant in the moment. People are like, oh, it takes a long time to change. Bullshit. Watch this. Yeah, you right? can change your state. Change your state straight away. Tony Robbins, right? Um, but here's, here's, the, here's the real thing. Imagine doing that and getting into that multiple times a day, mm. 365 times a, a year, every single day, yeah. right? Imagine you do it once a day, 365 times. I'm not good at math, so you ready? It's twice, three times, four, five times a day. How many times have you lived over the course of a year as your greatest self? We do it five, ten times a day. It's th- ten times a day is 30, it's easy maths, right? 36,000 times that you actually were that greatest self in little moments, in little things. Now, all of a sudden, becomes very familiar. Yeah. Now, the next time that you go into the gym, guess what thoughts you're going to have? Guess what feeling is going to be right on top of your skin? Mm. The one that you practice the most. Yeah. If you go into the gym feeling like, oh, fuck, I'm tired of this, or it's time to play with your kids, or you got into a sales call, or you do your business, go you know, work with clients or whatever, and the thought is, oh, here we go again. Oh, this is hard. Mm. And this is hard feels heavy, yeah. right? Whereas I'm like, be a greater self. Be your greatest self right now. Well, how would he talk? He would, that version of you would just dominate. Yeah. <laughs> it would just show up. And you know what? People are like, oh, I just, I've got this big opportunity. And if I lose it, I'm so attached. Opportunities continue to come. The question is, are you going to be the guy or the girl that you need to be to make it happen? Mm. And the, the thing that has worked for me is this king self. Yeah. To show up with that energy, with that confidence, with the certainty. For the people listening, like before we touch on anything else, like I want to say, like literally embody that and integrate that practice day to day. Like you said, can you imagine showing up as your greatest version of yourself 36,000 times a year? Mm. Like imagine the possibilities. Imagine how many limits you're going to push past. Imagine how much greatness you're going to achieve. Imagine how much all the things around you are going to grow and become fruitful because you are deciding to become the greatest version of yourself 35,000 times a year, possibly even more. Mm. And the great, yeah. you know, the, the thing that blows my mind every time I do this is that it's still you. Yeah. So where whereas in a society that says, hey, you need to be this other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to have... Kim Kardashian's ass, you got to have so-and-so's abs. 
No, what, what I'm saying is, wake up. It's in you. Yeah. Like it's it's you. Yeah. And that and that, to me, that's the greatest thing mm-hmm. because then all of a sudden we don't need anything else. We've got it, mm-hmm. and it's just untapped. It's like in this little treasure chest that you've got the key in your hand. You're just you're not opening it. Mm-hmm. You're not having a consistency because part of the issue is that you don't have anyone in your corner on a consistent basis that accepts nothing and plays to no other level but your greater self. Mm. And you actually have that power deep within you, like you're saying, like whether you're religious and you believe God created the world or you're more spiritual and you believe a whole different concept of the universe, either way, rather you have the power that God gave the world to create it or you have the power that the universe gave the energy to create what mm. was created. Either way, you have both of those things within you depending on your beliefs. Like how empowering is that mm. to be actually showing up for your greatest version of yourself, also having the belief that you can actually do it mm. too. Hundred percent, and it's and it's just about taking the first step and not stopping. Yeah, you take a step, don't stop, keep going. It, whatever happens, if you don't stop, the universe rains fortune on you. It's yeah. honestly look, look at it. How many people you know? Uh, you you show with Frank um, last week. I don't know when you're going to release this, so I don't want to fuck it up for you. But um, never stopped. Mm. You know, he saw it was great, and if you don't stop. You, I mean, you throw the odds completely in your favor. Yeah, because for him, it was 12 years, a journey. Well, yeah. But you see him now and you think it would have happened quickly or he's just a person he is. Mm. But it took him 12 years of every day showing up to become the man he was yeah. on that podcast. Yeah, just don't don't stop. There's there's a, um, and I shared this on, on another show as well, so I don't want to bore people. But um, w- around that, there's this image that I have, Ryan, and I, wanna, I want your thoughts on it. But... Um, See, I told you before I was stubborn, yeah. right? Now, I've got this idea that there's, there's seasons and the storms of life and things that happen. And if someone doesn't have a storm in their life, they're just not doing anything worth doing, right? But in those storms, in those seasons, I picture it like, like a, you know, those rock jetties that go out into the ocean. And I picture it being nighttime and there's a there's a storm there's wind coming into your face there's rain it's just pissing down right i picture i picture the moments when things get really tough being the moments that you could force and keep running at the same speed as you always do right and forcing it or what you could do is actually go down on all fours and even if you move your hand a, a centimeter forward, a meter forward, something, and you just hold on to whatever you can just to not lose ground. Mm-hmm. By the time that storm passes, you're going to be so much further ahead than the version of you that would have forced it mm-hmm. and then fallen back and been dragged by the wind all the way back, right? The power of not quitting sometimes is, and it's probably not sexy, I don't care, because I feel that it's true. Sometimes even just... Hold your ground mm. is huge. Yeah. Just boxing analogy, get to the bell, get to the end of the round, get to the end of the round, reset. Mm. Because nothing lasts forever and all the challenges are meant to pass. Mm. And if we can just hang in there, and I don't know how we got to this point. It just I felt- like that though, like just hang in there because a lot of people when they think of that idea, they think it is just pushing through and persevering and go, go, go. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to hold on to that rail and just fucking sit with it yeah. for maybe for whatever time period that is, whatever length it is. And like you said, by the time the storm passes, you've really traveled forward anyway, mm. rather than just like throwing everything off and then yeah. be like, fuck this. How many, how many people do we know? I mean, 
when I, from when I started in the coaching space, I, I remember there were people that were in the coaching space then and I thought, man, like so much better than me, mm-hmm. right? Really good, talented, they had all the things that I thought I didn't have and they're amazing and they're gone. Mm-hmm. They're not there anymore, right? And so many people, because they don't just hold on through the storm, they don't make it. Yeah. And so just the ability to, to hang in there it, it just, we are honestly believe it wins championships, whatever it might be, whatever championship it is for your life, yeah. wins it. 100%. And like, even with podcasts, and I believe the statistic is only 90%, like 90% of people don't get past episode 30 yeah. when it comes to podcasts. Yeah. And like, to get to 30, 20 episodes, 15 episodes, and you think, oh, it's not mm. doing what I wanted to do. It's not getting mm. the traction of people listening, so I'm going to give up yeah. and quit. Yeah. So they're holding on and pushing through and just going to episode 50, episode 60, 100, 150, yeah. and just keep going. And eventually, you will see the fruits of it. The storm will pass, but if you don't stay dedicated for that period of time, mm. you don't see out those lessons that you're meant to learn mm. along the way. It's mm. like, well, how are you meant to become the version you, mm. of the person you want to be mm. and then get through that storm? But in the storm, what comes up? Yeah. Right? Mm. The little bit self is really loud. Hey, we should just let go. We should just find something easy. We should, you know, maybe go and get a job. Find something else to do. It's it's it'll be easier that way. Keep seeking easy. Mm-hmm. Keep seeking comfort, safety. There are three things that that we can never get out of safety. Like we're we're seeking we're seeking three things that. Oh, sorry, we can't get out of we can't get out of three things. One is work, mm-hmm. right? Number three is certainty. We're always going to be in search of certainty, and the other one is safety. I think if we can become people that are okay with doing the work, we can accept the lack of certainty and we can accept the fact that we we already are safe but not in the things outside of us, right? Mm-hmm. And if we stop seeking, the, making the decision based upon, oh, I'll, I'll be safe. Because even think about it, like, hey, when I get my business to a certain point, I'll be safe. Yeah. Who, 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 how, do, how do we know that's actually true? Yeah. Right, or when I get you know to a certain point, I'll be safe. When I'm my body's in a certain way, I'll be safe. No way. Yeah. Then when you get to that safe, like what version of yourself do you become at that safety? Mm. Like mm. You'll end up going backwards and mm. become back a square one. That's right. Yeah. So it's about actually developing the person and the characteristics, right? Because you can have zero in your bank account, but you've got the for whatever reason. But if the person that you are is actually not that net value, right? It's it's actually up here. Then all of a sudden you're going to make it through whatever it is. So developing the the characteristics for success, the identities for success, that's that's where actually the safety really is. Because the the material, the physical can go up and down and always does. Nothing lasts forever whatever it might be. But it's you that creates that that safety, mm. that certainty. It's you. It's the person that you become. And you think that safety is what limits us to actually push past and get past those points in life? Let's just say for the money, for an example. Let's say my goal is to get five thousand dollars in the bank. That's my safety. But I'm not going to go past five thousand because I've already accepted like that's enough mm. for me. So I'm never going to get mm. to ten. I'm never going to get to fifteen. Mm. Like my limit is not 
going to be anything past of what I've already mm. set my safety net as. Mm. The it's it's standards, right? And it's also a vision. At the same time, I think that there is a balance to that where we say, okay, if I mean, if you if you set your sight for five, you'll get five. Mm. Also, meaning that if you set your your sight for five hundred thousand, mm. you will get that. Right now, within within that journey, let's say to five hundred thousand, and when we could talk about money, I love talking about money because of what money is actually all about. Um, but if you set the goal to five hundred thousand, or five million, or fifty million, or five hundred million, mm. then it's about getting to five thousand first, yeah, then to ten thousand, mm. and in step by step. Um, but see, a lot of people never actually allow themselves to go into that. Or admit what they want, or actually go for the things they want. They just settle. They just settle for the things they think they can get. Mm. And the reason why majority of people struggle with money is not because of money. Yeah. It's because of their self worth mm. and and what they believe they worth. Mm. So that's what actually that's what hangs up a lot of people. Sorry, hangs up a lot of people. That's where a lot of people get hang up because that. They're not living in the king self. I'll go back to that, right? Where it's like, hey, I'm worthy. Mm. I'm I'm capable. I'm valuable. I'm I, I deserve a certain thing, right? Um, and I put in the work that instills my worth. Mm. So then I just settle for the things that I think I'm. I think I can get. Yeah. I think I can get a. I think it's. I see it because again, what do we go back to? What we've seen in the past, mm. and. Started the year, everyone's like, oh, "Okay, let me make realistic goals." Mm. Stupidest thing in the world. It's dumb because you, you, realistic is basically the 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 sum to a formula that we've been using, and the formula is everything that I've seen being possible, my successes and my failures. Yeah. Right. The sum of those three things become what we put as realistic, mm. which is crazy because what's realistic for you. For me, it's not realistic for Warren Buffett, yeah. right? It, it's not Elon. Ask him for a realistic goal. Yeah, his realistic is very different to majority of people's realistic. At least I try to get people on the moon. He's trying to get people on Mars. Yeah, even further. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get ourselves to Bondi. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That, does that make sense? Like it's yeah. it, because reality is subjective to who's talking about it. Mm. especially with money too like myself in the past and people I've spoken to like in the present like there's got a scarcity mindset around money but mm. they don't even know why mm. like they go oh I just don't know just because it is bills I'm mm. like but why <laughs> like mm. why are you actually afraid of money itself yep. and then when you start like you know reprogramming and understand that or re um, reverse engineering it I mean like then you understand the why behind it but a lot of people are scared of things in life and don't understand why they're scared yes. of it mm. yeah I mean, how long do we have to talk about money? Yeah. Uh, um, I love it because, because again, as I was hinting at before, to, again, remember we're talking about fitness and the gym and all that kind of stuff and it's not about the gym. See, it's not really about the money, right? Money is money. Like yeah. if we put a $100 note in the middle there, it's a $100 note, it's there. It's not jumping out. It's not biting us. It's not telling you that you're a piece of shit. It's, yeah. it's literally just being money, yeah. okay? So why is there so many people struggle? Something that I talk about um, a lot is something called the fi- um, like financial blueprint. Mm. 
Okay, so blueprint is normally a term used for, for builders, right? If someone's trying to build a house, the house that, we, that we're in right now, um, there was a blueprint. The builders came along. They saw they saw the blueprint and they built it as it is, the you know the beautiful five story mansion that it is, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so so the thing is, they couldn't have built a you know high rise building off the blueprint that they got. Why? Because it, it was the exact blueprint that creates this exact result. So we inside of us have a blueprint that has been given to us, taught to us uh, around money. And the blueprint is really uh, created, shaped by three things. The things that we have heard, right? The things that we have seen and the emotional experiences that we've received. So let's go through the first one. So the things that you heard around money from authority figures in your life. Authority figures can be, it can be your parents, it can be uncle, aunties, family, community, um, church groups, society, whatever, whatever was around you that you saw as authority figures. Meaning, if someone said that, that must be true, yeah. right? So if dad comes home with a bill and he talks about money in a certain way and um, between mum and dad, they talk about money in a certain way, when the family comes along and they talk about money in a certain way, that creates a, your, your programming, okay? The first part. The second part is through the things that you see and the modeling that you receive. So again, if mum and dad, you see them having to work five jobs a week in order to make ends meet, that's going to give you a certain idea around money, yeah. right? If you see them, you know, and, and kids, it's so, it's so crazy because they pick up so much on an energy level, right? You don't even need to say anything, but they pick up on the energy. They see how you model it, yeah. right? That's the second way that money gets created, um, the blueprint gets created. And finally, number three is the emotional experiences that you have around it. So if there was a lot of fighting, if there was perceived pain or anger or confrontation, conflict, then that's another way that we are uh, conditioned. So then with those three things and then the way that we've, been taught on a larger scale by society, we, we attach our self-worth to to money, right? To We look at a certain amount of money and we attach our, hey, I'm thinking a million bucks, I'm not worth that, mm. right? Um, and so the reason why people struggle receiving money is because they actually struggle to, with their self-worth first and foremost, mm. right? That's, 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 it's, it's all about, us it's all of it it's, it's an inside out job right all of it is every if you look at everything in life it's an inside out process look at relationships look at your health look at um money business career it's an inside out job it's causing the effect right it's if i am something this is the effect that i cause does that make sense if i show up in a certain way in my relationship my relationship will look a certain way Oh, but my boyfriend, fiance, wife, so and so is this. Listen, it's a, it's a two way road. If we if we attach them to Elon Musk and we send it to Mars, mm. you're still left with you. What are we left with, mm. right? How how does you affect that relationship, even though she's on Mars, yeah. right? So, around money, that's why I I love it. And before I was mentioning, like I lived on three dollars sixty two for th- ten years mm. when I was building my first business at eighteen, right, and didn't make sense 
right? I was working 70 hours a week, putting in everything, trying everything, investing in all the things, working my ass off, getting great results, having all the emotional return. But why, why was I the one broke? Why was I the one struggling financially? Why was the one that struggled with bills, couldn't afford the things that I actually wanted, yeah. right? And it came down to this. And until I rebuilt my whole relationship with money, I looked at all the beliefs and all the things that was actually going on, then it had to stay the same. But then once we fixed it, man, like it's been a completely different journey ever since. Completely different. So, yeah, I'm really passionate about, I love, and we go back to the people that are passionate about what they do or even if just everyday life, I think, and and people are shocked when I say this, but I actually genuinely believe that money is the highest form of personal development. Right, people in the personal development world go like, no, what do you mean? And it's not. But think about it. Think about actually what needs to happen for you to make significant amounts of money. I'm not talking about like, you know, better than your financial situation. No, I'm talking about what would need to happen for you to make a billion bucks, a million dollars. What would need to happen in you, through you, in order to do that, to, for you to create that, yeah. Right? We need to learn to sell. I will need to learn how to manage money, discipline, all the things. If you actually start to think about it, like, holy shit, like imagine selling a million dollars worth of stuff of me. Yeah. Think about the rejection that you need to go through, the the actual vision, the self-belief, the confidence, the certainty, the the, the ability to actually add value to someone first before they give you anything. Mm. I don't know. I do know. I've got I've got to my answer and that's why I actually believe that making significant amounts of money is the highest form of personal development. Yeah. I agree cuz especially in the world like we need money as well. Mm. So it's like the reflection of what we do to attain money is a reflection of who we are as a person, individual as well. Always. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And it's people that have shit around money get you know get shitty around that, mm. right? Because and the issue is not with money. Issues that are, there's a fear inside of them that is blocking them to actually have the things that they want. Especially a lot of spiritual people. Oh no, I don't want a lot of money. Yeah. Just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because because if again if you if if you are passionate about what you do, it is your duty to to do what to do more of it, mm. to give it to more people. And the only way that you're going to be able to give it to more people and to fulfill more of you is to have the money to be able to do it. Yeah, and so. It, it, it's 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 crazy and getting the money is also a reflection of the impact that you're making of too. course it's, like it's, it's more money it's, more impact that's right and and the more impact that you have it's only a reflection of actually who you are as a person yeah because i'm sorry but the bum on the street the reason why he's, ma- he's not making a million bucks is because he is not a million dollars yeah right so if you become the million dollars guess what's going to show up not just a million because now you are the millionaire, yeah. right? Oh, I want to be a millionaire. No, you just want a million dollars. There's a difference, but that's why you're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. So, if I want to, if I, if I want to be, if I want to have a million, I want to, I want to be the million. Mm-hmm. Because once I do that, guess what's going to happen? You can't lose that worth. You can't lose that worth, but you're not going to make just one. Yeah. You're going to keep doing it. Why? Because you say, "Hey, I want to, I want to be able to breathe." You're not just going to take one breath. You're going to take 
multiple breaths every single day, you're going to continue doing it for the rest of your life, yeah. right? So you're going to be able to make million after million after million. That's why people say you know, the first one is the hardest because you need to create yourself into the person. Yeah. What is that person? That king self. I love the whole concept, man, because I was reading a book, a 50 Cent's book, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. I thought you were going to say 50 Shades. Sorry. (laughs) That too, no, I'm joking. (laughs) But yeah, the 50 Cent book, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter, he talked about the whole concept of like all this money that I've accumulated, I could lose it all today and be a millionaire by six months' time. And he broke it down how do you do it. He's like, I'll start a hot dog stand, et cetera, et cetera, and how he'll do the sales and marketing. But he's like, I wouldn't know any of the sales, marketing, or anything that I know of high value that got me to all these millions in the first place if I didn't put in the grit to become the man who had to be that person. Correct. He's like, I could lose everything and then get it back instantly because the person who I am is never lost. Like, if I just got 100 million, I could lose it and never get 100 million again. But the man I am now, I am the millionaire, so I can always accumulate it. That's right. Game, set, and match. I mean, yeah. and you don't need anything else outside of you for it. Mm. It's, it's, that's it. That's the key. It's you. Right? Yeah. Mm. And, and it's your ability to get yourself into, to continuously create that version of you, that person, that king, queen version of you. This is why, like, I keep talking about it and I love it. I'm so passionate about it because works yeah right like it, it that's it because if i and if i if i reverse engineer it for a second as well maybe someone say oh no you guys are full of shit okay that's cool let's reverse engineer it why are you not where you want to be mm-hmm. so why are you not in why don't you have the six-pack why don't you have oh it's just you know it's a it's a shallow goal okay um, but why don't you have the, the car that you actually say you want? Why don't you have the, the, the money in that? If we really look at it and we take all the external away, it's because of a few factors. One, we're not doing the right actions consistently every single day, right? Um, and when we don't do that, then of course you're not going to get the result. But if you create the person that does that every single day, that is it, that breathes it, that it just cannot like i can't speak japanese because i'm not i don't have it in me i'm not the person that can speak but i can speak italian i can speak um english <laughs> i forgot what i could speak right um so i'm able to do that so if we if we actually create the things and reverse engineer it to solve the the actual things that got in the way that stopped us up until now then we're going to then we're going to be so much more likely increase our chances and percentage to win so and like i've got a final question that's going to wrap all this up perfectly because all these things that we're talking about all these things that you do these practices so for yourself what does it look like day to day of like non-negotiables that you do Mm. that'll be connect to your king self but also to that feminine side as well like what's a day-to-day look like yeah for sure so i i've developed a bit of a, a kingmaker protocol right um and it's really about uh self accountability self leadership and just doing the things that put you into that version of you, okay? So I'll break it down real quickly. It starts the night before. So the night before looks like, basically in my mind, I want to be able to go to sleep in, in, a, great, in a great place, um, visualizing, feeling th- the way that I want to feel, setting the intention for tomorrow and actually seeing the things that I'm going to do tomorrow as done, successful and amazing, basically, right? So I there's a little mental exercise that I do where I go through the day and I recall everything that I do. It just puts my mind at ease and I feel like I close one chapter of the book and then tomorrow is ready to go. 
right? Uh, then some dot points around what I'm doing tomorrow, visualize it, um, set the intention, actually play it out in my mind, step-by-step, step, seen as successful. Then I wake up normally around, depending on how our kids sleep, um, whether I'm you know, getting karate chopped to the neck in the middle of the night, it's I wake up anywhere between four and five. Um, I do my... I set. I do an intention exercise. So basically, the first things that if there was a camera in my room, you could see. First things I always say is is thank you. I just smile, say thank you. I feel like I've won the day, right? And then I set an intention exercise where I say, "Hey, um, I'm open and receptive to all the good. I'm ready for things to go my way, in the form of this, this, this all the things that I'm calling in." Mm. Uh, then I would do a meditation. Uh, I would do a workout. So what I do is a workout. I keep it super simple. Yeah. I do it at home. Uh, I do about 146, uh, minimum, of, as I said before, 140 burpees because I just hate them and I want to create a new identity. Uh, then I walk down to the beach. I swim in the beach. I have a cold shower. I take my supplements. I would do another meditation. And then I would do a, a rampage where basically I just – yell on myself in mm. with love but with high standards and just get myself dusted off ready to go remind myself of the truth around me get rid of all the little limiting beliefs little bitch voice and i really kind of think about like a what am i feeling like what is it right? why why can't i do this yeah. or what what's getting in my way why isn't it possible whatever it might be and i just slam it with real intensity aggression um, to the point where I'm like ready to go. Yeah. Then I would do a training around um, a specific skill that I'm trying to develop. And I always say there's a handful of skills that I just continuously look to look to improve. And then I would do some simple tasks that gets me ahead of the day before the kids get up thinking along the lines of maybe whether I need to speak to my team or I need to check in with clients or I need to... Um, maybe just get into creative state and just smash out a few posts um, for, for that day. And uh, and then that normally brings me up to about 6.30, 7 o'clock yeah. to the point where then the kids get up, we get them ready for school and then duck into – I always drop them off at school, always do school drop-off because we live close and something that I like to do and be present for my daughter. And then um, tuck in and get into – Either, either calls with clients or connection calls with people and that kind of stuff. Epic. Yeah. Awesome, brother. I just want to say for the people listening to like, don't just press end on this episode and be done with it. Like actually observe and reflect on back on a lot of the stuff we talked about today and see how you can implement it to your, your life so you can create a change because this episode, I feel like there's just so many gems getting thrown yeah. out there for people. Yeah. So, thanks for your time, brother. Just want to say grazie. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it, Ryan. Thank you for having me on. And um, yeah, if, if there's anything I can do for your community, always welcome if you're happy for me to to connect with them and, and they can reach me out at the Kingmaker Coaching. Just, I don't buy it. Just drop me. I love when I go on podcasts and say, hey, I heard you on so-and-so. And uh, I know you've got a like an amazing community. And if I can add value in any way, please yeah, feel free to reach out. Awesome. So the best place is Insta? Instagram at the Kingmaker Coaching. Uh, you see all of the stuff that we do there. Um, so yeah, feel free to reach out. I'll link in the bio, so check it out. Well, thanks for your time, man. Awesome. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it.